This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's Crystal. What are you doing? I've missed you. I've been crazy insane. Got no brain. Yeah, just insane right now. I've been overwhelmed by life. Uh, shout out. Literally just say I can relate if you are too. <laughs> um, family crisis happened in February. Everyone's okay. But yeah, it's just been a lot. It was my mom. She fell broke her hip and wrist, and um, it's just been a lot to manage from afar, right? So my heart and thoughts go out to anyone that has had a similar crisis or, you know, goes through pain daily and is always in crisis. It's just a lot. Uh, and, you know, you don't, you only know what you know in this life and the systems that you're exposed to and the level of care to the elderly like just the miscommunications, all of it. I'm just so grateful my mom is just a survivor. And, you know, 30 days after surgery was sent home. <laughs> Amazing. So we're just trying to offer support from afar. I am. My sister is there and is running her butt off. But holy crap, it's a lot. Anyway, I missed you. I'm sorry about that tangent. Um, I'm okay. But I probably sound like I'm not. Sometimes I'm not. But I'm Okay. How are you? What have you been up to? Tell me, write me, please engage something. I've been wondering about you, wondering about my listeners. I want to take a moment and acknowledge you because it's been over a year now since you've been listening. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect, as you've heard me say when I released this. Didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. Nope. Uh, And I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for listening and being a believer and bearing with me and with us during this time of traumatic experiences that we've all been through together. I have a lot of things recorded, uh, documented historically, right? Uh, and you know what? And as long as I have capacity and I have people that are willing to tell me their stories, I will document people's stories about their life because it's important that we don't feel alone. Uh, you're not alone. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, um, just thinking about reflection of the last year and just the podcast alone and all the beautiful people that came forward and just really good people that I got to s- like stand witness to, hold space to. And I'm so grateful, so, so grateful to be able to do that. I got some wonderful things around the corner. Um, Still seeking and looking for stories, so hit me up if you're interested. Uh, This leads me to my next guest, Grace L. Grace actually did hit me up on Instagram, and um, she is was a listener just like you, and just like Sarah as well, who was my last guest. And I took uh, her through the process of recording and what it involved and because there is some organizings of thoughts and that around very heavy stuff. So I am so grateful that Grace chose to dive in with me. I picked a quote from Alex L. Um, 
from her book called After the Rain. It's beautiful. Alex L's also on Instagram. But Alex L said, loving yourself isn't always a beautiful process. It's hard. It can break you open. It can wear you down. Self-love is birthed in the trenches of our darkest moments. That's why the light feels so good when we finally find it. I picked this quote specifically for Grace because Grace's story is unique in the sense of all the types of things that she experienced, all the traumas that she experienced. Like like Sarah, my last guest, uh, Grace is also a twin, which was kind of crazy. Her biological father abandoned them when they were young. And, you know, Grace just went through an enormous amount of betrayal uh, by people that continuously told her they were her friend. And um, because she is such an adaptable human being, you know, she found herself bouncing from city to city after being in the military. And through this experience, she found herself just constantly in survival mode again and again, moving around a lot, which she also moved around a lot as a kid. So Grace's story unravels the more you go into it and the more she reveals Grace, I laughed so I did not realize how much I had laughed during our recording together. Uh, but I, you'll hear my like I'm sorry in advance, everybody. I cackled. Grace made me laugh. <laughs> Something about Grace's delivery just kills me. Like it's just so funny, so deadpan and real. Um, and Grace is kind, so kind, so determined, and so loyal to people. Yeah, so determined. And um, I'm so grateful that Grace has come out on the other side and, and looking into, you know, herself, into what she can manifest inside of herself and uh, looking for validation inside of herself instead of externally doing that with others, which we all do. doesn't matter what kind of trauma or maybe you didn't experience any. It's just something that we learned. So thanks for coming on, Grace. I appreciate everything you share. Grace also went through assault, being bullied. Thank you for your honesty. You'll hear her share more about what it feels like to actually finally lose it, you know? And I instantly want to say that that's brave, but we have to stop saying that that's brave because we need to live in a society where we can lose it and it be okay because we all sometimes just need to lose it. Just trying to keep it real. And I loved how real Grace is. So as you go into this podcast, as always, keep your mind open, your heart open with no judgment. And thanks for listening. So Grace L., where, where were you born in the world? Um, I was born in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I have two military parents. Well, three. My mom, my stepdad, and my biological father. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oklahoma. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then were your your parents together when you were born? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were married. They were married. And did you have siblings? Yeah, I have a twin sister and uh, a stepbrother. Well, my parents are divorced now, but, you know, so yeah, I have a stepbrother still. I guess you can still call him that. Yeah. 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 You can, you can call them whatever you want, really. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how was it in Oklahoma growing up? Um, we didn't stay in Oklahoma long, so I don't really remember it. My mom, my parents split up. And so my mom went to Hawaii 
So we were stationed in Hawaii for a little bit. And then uh, we moved back to the States and we're in North Carolina, I want to say, where my mom got set up. So we were in North Carolina and she was in Maryland. Yeah. Oh gosh, how old were you? I think we were five when we left Oklahoma. I mean, when we left Hawaii. Okay. Wow. So yeah. Born in Oklahoma, then you went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Right. And then your did your parents split up at that point? Uh, in Oklahoma. Oh. Okay. God, I don't know why I missed that. Okay, gotcha. So then that's a lot of moving already. <laughs> in different cultures too, like different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, trying to deal with community and all that. Um, yeah. So then how old were you when you went to North Carolina? Uh, we had to be around, I'm going to say like five or six, something like that, because I know that we were going to school. And so we spent a year there. Okay. Maybe a year and some change. Yeah. With my, with my great grandparents. Oh. While my mom got set up. Um, uh, you know, while she found a place for us and stuff in um, in Maryland. Got it. What part of Maryland? Um, Bowling Air Force Base. So it's like oh, right so- outside of D.C., I think. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. So then when did you, how was it living with your great, great grandparents? Um, to be honest, it's so weird. I don't really remember too much you know what I'm saying I remember like having to stand out my great my granddad had to stand out by the bus stop with a switch to make sure we actually got on the bus yeah <laughs> like, I remember that that generation <laughs> in the switches man like what yeah yeah how about just to make sure <laughs> right okay yeah like just to make sure we got on the bus Right. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, of course, you remember that, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, God. you really going to stand out here like this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, then you go to Maryland, I assume? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then how long were you there? Um, pretty much, I would say, like, when people ask me where did I grow up, you know, I was like, mm. where I grew up and was raised at, I always say Maryland because mm. that's where the bulk of it was at. So my mom was stationed um, on bowling and then she was stationed at the Pentagon where mm. she met my stepdad. And then, so like, I've been living in Maryland for years. When I moved from Maryland, I left to join the ne- the join to join the Navy. Ah, so your whole, the rest of your life, you, well, the young youth life was there. Yeah. Until you mm-hmm. joined the Navy. Wow. So how was it there in Maryland for you? How was your childhood? Like, when did your mom ended up, like, when did she marry your stepdad? Um, I would say they got together when we were, like, eight. Oh, geez. Nine, yeah. eight, like, nine, ten, something like that. But they were married. I think we had to be, like, 12. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. Yep. Because I remember me and my sister were like, we really hope they don't get married because my stepbrother is cute, right? So we were like, we hope they don't get married. That is hilarious. (laughs) Oh, darn it, but they did. (laughs) Right. 
So it seemed like that was a good, I mean, it's always really hard to blend families. It's no joke, mm-hmm. really difficult. Um, where was your, so first, where was your biological father in the, in all this? He wasn't in the picture. Okay. Just boom, gone. Like just boom, bailed, evaporated, thin air. Just, I'm sorry. Just gone. That sucks. I actually talked to him again when I was like in my early twenties and I was pissed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, I do. Like, like, I was pissed. And then right. I talked to him a couple of years after that, but um, I was pissed because I was like, yo, where you been at? Cause he had friended me on Facebook or something. Ugh. And I was like, yo, where you been at? And then he tries to blame it on my mom. And I was like, you are a grown man. Like you are grown. I don't care what she did. I don't care what she said. Like you are grown. You make mm. your own decisions. You know what I'm saying? Own up to your stuff. Why do you men know? do that? Like they like to really blame women for things. Like it's just, it's the, it's the historical nature of, Right. Yeah, uh, how we're built, the patriarchy and such, but it's still fucking annoying. <laughs> like, it really is. So um, what was his excuse? Just he out of was curiosity. like um, basically saying she made it really difficult. He mm-hmm. was saying that like he couldn't find us, but I know that to not be true because before my parents got married, my mom and my stepdad, like she found him, mm. and we talked to him on the phone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he had promised to send some stuff in the mail that never came, mm. that I knew was never going to come, but you still are like checking the mailbox like maybe. So I knew he was lying. You just made a decision right. that was easier for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because my mom is going to hold you accountable, period. Like yeah. she don't want to hear too much mess. Like she don't want to hear no excuses, none of that stuff. So, I mean... Just she had your back is. when it comes down mm-hmm. to that stuff. She was protective. Yeah. She's like, you're not going to play this game, you know? Right. And if you really want to care, if you care about your child, children, in this case, like, you right. fight for them. You fight for them. So, oh, that sucks. That sucks. So how how was the blended family for going back? Like, how was that? Um. With your hot stepbrother okay. and your hot he, stepbrother and your new stepbrother. Right. <laughs> he he lived with his mom, so he didn't come live with us. So we didn't really see him often. Um, and he was older than us, too. So if I'm 33, he's got to be like way knocking on the door of 40. I mean, okay. like mm-hmm. one step in the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um yeah, we didn't really see him that often. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not often enough for him to remember which one was which. I'll tell you right. that. He'd be like, twin, 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 twin. Are you the nice one? Twin, twin, twin. Yeah. <sighs> but, you know, he was cool with us. Your stepdad cool? Um. Yeah. He, yeah, I'm going to say that I never really know how to describe it because a part of me is like, well, he stayed in the basement. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we we communicated, but we didn't really communicate. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It was just a little awkward, always awkward. Like how do you maneuver that? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, looking back at it now as an adult, like could I have tried harder to bridge that gap? Okay, sure. But could he have? Yes, most definitely. 
Because when it comes to like needing money for something, then I had it. If it came to being punished for something, I got it. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to that like fatherly love type, not really. He wasn't emotionally available at all. Yeah. It sounds like he wasn't like, yeah, he w- the door was not open of warmth and welcoming. Yeah. And, you know, you mm-hmm. could have probably, we all could go back on that. But I always say when you're a child, you're just supposed to be a kid. And that kind of weight is just not on, it should not be put upon you to build a relationship with an adult person. Right. It should be, you know, it's a, that's yeah. the truth. But that emotion, that lack of like, Already, that pattern of, like, father figure missing Mm -hmm. early on, you know? Yeah. Um, Not that he could replace your biological father and blah, you know, and all that, but it's still just that, like, ugh. So, but your mom was pretty, pretty on it, huh? Yeah, she, um, yeah, she did, she did the best that she could. We talk about this often now, like, my childhood and stuff, me and my mom, so, like, I never really know, really, I don't know, because I, my parents were always working. They were in the Air Force, you know what I'm saying? So um, it was a really strict household, very different from how my daughter's growing up. I'll tell you that. Like, ain't nothing like a grandparent, okay? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I knew that my mom loved me, you know what I'm saying? And she just, she just had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. between work and you know marriage and stuff like her own issues and stuff it was just a lot you know what I'm saying so I think we had a pretty typical childhood for the most part you know what I'm saying you get caught stealing in the store and stuff which my sister got caught I just admitted that I was stealing too oh <laughs> I should have kept quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all kind of do that stuff when we're growing up, though. Yeah. Played around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's good. I mean, it sounds like you had stability, but yeah, maybe not necessarily someone that had a lot of time to attend to your emotional. Yeah. And um, I bet you it was strict Mm because like military. Yeah. So then you're going to high school. Right? You're mm-hmm. going to high school and things are good in high school? Uh, yeah. So I've always been quiet to myself, very reserved. My sister is more outgoing. She's more like the life of the party. So I have, uh, I had very few friends. My sister had a lot of friends. Um, I got good grades, you know what I'm saying, in school. She didn't really pick good grades. Um, I wasn't really in clubs and stuff. I don't like being, I didn't like being around a lot of people. I just really didn't feel comfortable. So I just like being, you know what I'm saying? By myself with my own people. Whereas my sister, you could find her skipping class. That chick was like, like, you know, like, where is she? Like, what is she doing? Like, she over here in the hallway causing a ruckus. She's like, girl, go sit down. Like, aren't you failing something like what are you doing out here yeah Yeah. that's a lot too complete yeah two complete opposites you graduate from high school Mm -hmm. and then what what happens to grace Um, 
I graduated from high school. I had got accepted to the top five culinary schools in America. What? That's crazy. I did, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I was super excited. I was going to go to college to be a pastry chef. Oh, my God. And that's then, like a skilled art. What you have really is a skilled is. art. Like, that's artistry shit. And, oh, I my just, God. I just love baking. That's rad. Or I, and, um, but I decided, well, my sister didn't know what she wanted to do with her life. So my mom was like, well, you got to join the military because you can't stay here. So, or trade, you know, do us trade school. So we went, I went with them to the military recruiter and he looked at me and he asked me, um, what will it take for you to join the Navy? I said, well, if you can say I can be a cook, then I'm in there. So I took the ASVAB, scored high enough, way high. So I was, a cook was still on the list and I signed up. You felt, did you feel pressure? Uh-uh. To, to go into the military? Mm-mm. You did? Good. Okay. Good. I was just on a whim. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'll ride with y'all. I want to hear what he's talking about. Oh. And get in there, and my sister's like, mm, la, 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 And he looked at me, and he was like, what's it going to take to get you in here? And I was like, shoot, give me the job I want, and I'm in there. And I scored high enough to get the job oh I wanted. God. Um, my sister left a month before me. So she left in October. I left in November. So we were in boot camp around the same time. Oh, because she went in too then. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, how yeah. nice that had to have been to have that connection, to have your sister. We only saw each other once. Oh, what? In passing at... Um, where you go to take your swim test. So we saw, I saw her once in passing, but I heard about my sister while I was in boot camp. <laughs> of course. Oh no, what'd you hear? I have to know. I heard because uh, I had got what they call uh, asthma back two weeks. And so I had gotten sick. And I needed stitches in uh, the upper part of my leg because I had like an open wound and it got infected. So I needed stitches. So it pushed me back a couple of weeks before I could graduate. Mm-hmm. And so I was like in the wing with all these other people and you still got to go to your classes and stuff. And so it was this dude in there. And so he kind of looks at me like he's seen me from somewhere. And I was like, I don't know that kid, but like he must know my sister so then he's like you got a sister here and I'm like yeah and he was like yeah I know her so now I'm like oh shit like and so he was like yeah I said so how you know her he was like we were in the same division but we got caught passing notes to each other and he was in the process when I met him of getting kicked out for that oh my god and you're like my sister strikes again like what a card. What a card she is. Oh, goodness. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. So um, you're in boot camp. Did you, was it hard? Was that tough? Like emotionally and mentally? Yeah. Was I was in Chicago in the winter time. Yeah. So you want us running out here in these boots in the snow and stuff? Like, are you crazy? Right. Like it is cold out here. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So then you, did you do full four years? I did 
three years and nine months. Okay. So yeah, I got out a little early because I was diagnosed with postpartum depression after having my daughter. Mm. And so, um, okay. So I got back up. I got to back up is what you're saying. So <laughs> you go to boot camp and then you graduate from mm-hmm. boot camp, boot camp a little late. And then, um, then what happens? Um, and then I get sent to Texas for schooling. And then uh, that's where you also get your orders. And so I put in for everywhere, not in the U.S. I'm talking Japan. I'm talking like Italy. I'm talking like nowhere near here. And I got Gulfport, Mississippi. (laughs) Okay. And not a regular, um, not a regular station either. I got, I was stationed with the CBs. So you're talking like um, CBs are like the Navy version of the Marines. They oh like God. to dig in the dirt. They like to, oh you know God. what I'm saying, party in the woods and stuff. We'd be out in the woods in the field for months, like a month at a time training. You know what I'm saying? They do stuff like that. Mm-mm. They do stuff like that. That's, that's, that's where I was at. Yeah. Oh my God. The ones that get deployed to like Afghanistan and Iraq and Djibouti, Africa. That's 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 where they sent me. And I wanted to go to Italy. So you go you go to Mississippi. That's a lot of traveling though, even for that young age. Like you that, Yeah. You know, lots of lots of seeing a lot of stuff. But yeah, too bad it wasn't international. So you go to uh, Mississippi and then what happens? Um, so then I'm there for a little bit. And I actually started dating my, this guy, um, which was a really bad idea. He was a bit of a jerk, but that taught me a lot of life lessons in itself. But he was, he was working with me. So it's him. We could call him Mike because I don't really like the name Mike. Right. Okay. But it was Mike. And then um, Mike caught my attention but really, I wanted to, I kept hearing stories about my daughter's dad. And so we mm. all worked together. And so they were like, leave him alone, girl. He ain't worth it. He ain't good. He ain't no good dude. And I'm like, whatever. He seemed quiet to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. He seems real reserved to me. So I started dating Mike and that ended up really bad. And then um, I didn't date anyone for a while. And then we ended up being stationed to Guam, right? Oh. We went to go on deployment and we got stationed in Guam. But like right before we left to Guam is when I first <laughs> I first started hitting on my daughter's dad and he was not taking the bait, okay? He was not taking the bait. You and were spitting like, game? You were spitting mad game at him? I was like <laughs> dropping mad hints and he was like, no, like oh I'm gosh. not going to do it. And so we got stationed together. I was actually supposed to go to Iraq for real, but my passport wouldn't clear for whatever reason. You don't even do your passport. They do the passport, Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't clear for whatever reason. So they sent me to Guam. So I was like, cool. So we in Guam and stuff and I'm still every so often, you know, trying to drop a little hint here and there. You know what I'm saying? At one point I was straight up like listening. All I want to do is just have sex, okay? Just one time. Mm-hmm. I heard some things. I just want to know if it's true. 
You know what I'm saying? And he was like, no, straight up, no, tab, no, get a life, like, no. And I was like, why not? And he was like, no, tab, like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, listen, like, I really respect you as a, mm-hmm. as a person, as a woman. And he was like, and if we do this, like, because when he, when he first told me that, he said, I was like, I don't give a fuck about respect. Like, I just wanted to, <laughs> wait, were you a virgin? No. Okay. But (laughs) there's no shame in any of that's the problem is we're taught the opposite. So we always feel like we're trying to get something that we want. Like it there's a lot of shame around that with women. Right. I like, yeah, get it. Get it. It's like go get it. You're like, I don't want your respect. I don't don't want that. I want to have sex. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. that's what I said for real like wow I just I didn't um understand the value in sex anyway you know what I'm saying so I lost my virginity out of straight curiosity you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying when I was late 17 so okay um so yeah so I said I don't care about respect he just was like girl okay and he just like walked away and then he came back and was like listen like you know, he thought about it for a couple of days and he was like, listen, like, I'm, I'll break you. Like, I will completely destroy you if we do this. And I was like, man, you tripping, tripping. You know what I'm saying? It's not that serious, but he wasn't taking the bait. So I had no other option but to go to the mall. I bought this really skimpy outfit. It was like one of them jean halter top things. I yeah. bought a pair of heels. I couldn't walk in. Yeah. I had my roommate curl my hair, found out he was going to the club, and went to the club. I couldn't walk in his shoes for nothing. So I'm walking down the street barefoot, mm. you know what I'm saying? Because I can't walk in his shoes, get into the club, put the shoes on my feet, walking past all these chiefs in there, and then see him on the dance floor dancing with this Guamanian girl. And I just moseyed on in between them, bust a quick dance move or whatever. I can't dance for nothing. I really can't. I really can't. I don't have no rhythm. I love this. I love it. I don't have no rhythm. I bust that dance move. The girl was like, what? He was like, what? You're, it was, was like, like a like a bad version of you got served. Like it's terrible. It's so terrible. great. So great. Great. He was like, what? And so I was like, what? It's so like I didn't know what else to do but just kiss him because I was like, that was my only move. Yeah. And so, boom, there you go. Mm. So you guys, you guys start dating then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome beginning story. (laughs) It's pretty funny, Grace. So then um, how long does that last? Not long. I want to say we started dating. We were only dating for like, I don't know, maybe a month and a half before I got pregnant. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And that was only like maybe three months into this seventh month appointment. My first one at that. And so, uh, yeah, I knew by we had sex in November, uh, Thanksgiving, because I knew by the beginning of the year that I was pregnant. I knew then. Okay. And then... um, yeah, I knew then. So yeah. how was he in the relationship that you guys had? Even though, I mean, 
Yeah, I'm not dismissing it at all, but the time was, you know, only like a month and a half. Was he a nice guy to you? Did he treat you well? Or was he still kind of like trying to fight it a little bit, not wanting to be into it? Like uh, Eddie was for everybody. So Eddie actually liked this Guamanian girl that we worked with. She's young. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm 19, Eddie is seven years older than me. Mm. Mir, she's she had to be like 17, 16, 17, something like that working with us. And he like really felt like eventually he felt like this was supposed to be the love of his life or some craziness, some crazy, but, um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That says a lot. That says a lot. So you find out you're pregnant and what do you do? I cried. Right. I never wanted kids. Right. I never wanted kids. Don't feel shame saying that. I just, <laughs> I'm also somebody that was not, it wasn't in my life plan. <laughs> so I understand. And um, he was like, well, what are you going to do at first? A typical answer. He was like, you're new in the Navy. So he was like kind of pushing me to have an abortion. But like we're in Guam where like, I, I guess it's something that they don't do over there. And so I always look back on that now and I'm like, you know, I'm saying my daughter was supposed to be here because had it been in the States, she wouldn't have made it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're absolutely right. So you couldn't do it because you were in Guam. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that that's a interesting. It's really interesting part of that story. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens? Do you stay there? Do they put take send you back? Um. Mm-mm. I stayed in Guam. So when we came back, I looked like I was seven months pregnant, but I was really only like four months pregnant. But it was all the McDonald's I was eating because like uh, my daughter's dad would like do really messed up stuff. Like it wasn't that he was just, you know, cheating on me with the chick that we work with. He was like cheating on me with other chicks that were, you know what I'm saying, other other of us you know what I'm saying just oh, other people he was in general. just he was just full on like yeah just. he was for everybody oh so when you said that I think I misread what you meant I heard you say it as in he was like he's gonna root for everybody oh, oh no. <laughs> I did not understand wow <laughs> I'm whoosh you're saying that he was just like a womanizer kind of guy like just straight yeah. up like mm-hmm. out for himself trying to get some constantly yeah Always. Oh God! And then he would do messed up stuff and bring me back my favorite meal from McDonald's: oh. double quarter pounder with cheese, no onions, extra salt on my fries, and a sprite. And I'd be sitting in my room watching, either waiting to exhale or soul food. Oh, <laughs> God! Yeah. That's and that's abusive behavior. Yeah. Do you think Grace? Do you think you knew that he was fire? Going into it? Um, I like didn't think it was going to be like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I thought maybe he was thinking too highly of himself because mm. honestly, mm. like, he he was married. And Wait, I had... Oh, yeah. I had heard he was married, right? But I heard that he was, like, trying to get a divorce and stuff. You see what I'm saying? Because, like... But he um, didn't tell you this stuff, like... He wasn't upfront. No, not. not in the beginning. Yeah. That's it was like, just stuff I heard. That's stuff you because should tell it was, somebody. Like, it was really messy. Like she was getting him in a lot of trouble. And, you know, 
I don't know if people know this, but like military spouses can call you to get kicked out of the military for real. If you like, they call so many times and stuff, you can get kicked out for that. Dishonorably kicked out for that. And she was like on drugs and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And she kept disappearing with their son. And so he was trying to get a divorce and trying to get his son back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And every time he sent her papers, she would just fall off the mat. Mm. And he wouldn't find her for like months at a time. Oh my God. There's a lot going on with that. Yeah. That's crazy. So I knew that was going on. But that other stuff, I didn't expect him to do all of that though. Yeah. Serious mommy issues. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you know, wow. that, that affects your relationship with women completely. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. It does. They don't like to admit that though, but no. it does. Yeah, they don't. They don't like to admit that. But it's the same with like women and their moms too and women and their dads. Like all of mm-hmm. it unfolds in your choices and your relationships. And so, right. okay. So he's cheating on you and you're pregnant and you, you mm-hmm. guys are still together kind of? Um, yeah. Okay. At this point, we're kind of like off and on. And you're in Guam? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, when you, where, where were you when you had her? Uh, I was back in the States. So uh, she was born in Pensacola, Florida, I want to say. I think it's Pensacola because there wasn't the, uh, it's like a line, like Mississippi is like a straight shot to like Florida or something. I don't know, somewhere. It's like a line and they call it Florida, but like, it's really not, I don't know, it's weird, but once you cross over that line, you're not in wherever. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. somewhere else. So she was born in one of their military hospitals because ah, that's where okay. we had to go. And um, yeah, but by this time, me and my best friend, who is a guy, we uh, had moved in together. So we had a three bedroom, two bath uh, house that we were renting. Um, we had set up, you know, my daughter's nursery, then it was my room, and then my best friend had the master, um, which had a door that people come in through the back, mm-hmm. and his own bathroom. So we were living there, me and my best friend, and my daughter's dad was, I don't know, everywhere? <laughs> Papa was a rolling stone, okay? Yeah. He was was everywhere. So you're there with a new baby pretty much by yourself, but you have your best friend. Mm -hmm. So I actually didn't have my daughter for long. My mom came down to, uh, you know what I'm saying, see see me, see the baby and stuff. She tries to make it for the birth, but she came early. So, um, I wasn't feeling, you know, good mentally. You of know course you weren't. And my mom was saying that she'll take the baby and her and my stepdad will raise her while I'm in the military. And then when I'm ready, like, you know what I'm saying? I can, you know what I'm saying? Of course have her back, but like, it was just so that I can, you know what I'm saying? I'm new in, get back on your feet, woo, 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 excel, make this a career for you. And I was like, no, I can do it all. And I'm saying me and him had this baby, so me and him are going to work it out. Yeah, and well, you were 19? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had her when I was 20. I was 20. 19 when I was right. pregnant. Got it. And I was uh, 20 when I had her. So I And was you like, were going to no. do this? You were like, I got this? Yes. I was like, we made her. We will take care of it. You know what I'm saying? We'll take care of her. 
but he was nowhere to be found for real. And so with my work schedule being, uh, you work five and two, four, 45 in the morning to like seven 30 at night on a five and two schedule that doesn't really fit into daycare. You see what I'm saying? We happen to work opposite shifts. So really he should have been able to have her on those days, but he was again, nowhere to be found, not helping to pay for daycare or none of that stuff. And so my daughter ended up, I ended up sending her to my mom because I was late picking her up for daycare. And they were like, if this happens again, we're going to call social services on you because you're considerably late picking her up. And I'm just like, what? Like, you see me by myself. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And then I took her to the hospital one time because she had um, asthma, but... she was one of those colicky babies Mm -hmm. and so she was constantly screaming and so I rushed her to the hospital one day and I left her diaper bag right so we sit in the hospital and she already peed in her diaper but I'm just trying to figure out why is she screaming Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying so then it turned out you know that they check her intestines you know how they have that issue with their intestines going mm-hmm. on or whatever yeah. and so the nurse is like you know let's change her let's feed her she's like i see you don't have her bag i was like no i don't have her bag you know what i'm saying i just brushed out the house i didn't know what else to do you know what i'm saying she was like it's understandable no they had called social services oh my god me. yeah and i didn't find you... that out until later grace is, like, that, is, like, is that a race thing I don't know. I I don't know. I never really looked at it like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mad about that. I'm mad that that happened. Yeah, like that's. I'm sorry. That's because you can tell. Like I'm frazzled. Like I'm crying. The kid is crying. Yes. You tell I'm not sleeping. Like how about you get some something for the baby to eat and a diaper? Like right. that's what you do. And they had a lot of that stuff. They were like, "Here, take some." They were making it seem like it wasn't a big deal. But I found out later that they had actually, you know what I'm saying, called social services on me for that. Yeah. So, yeah, you called your mom. Yeah. To to come get her. And it it wasn't even, she wasn't even like a full month yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To come get her. Her dad was mad at me for that. He was like, I'll help out. But you weren't helping. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now we're here. So, yeah. Mm, that had to have been really hard to go mm-hmm. through that. Like, I can't even imagine. I really can't. Yeah. So your mom takes her, and then what happens? And then I continue on for a little bit. Um, I started going back to work. I'm trying to get adjusted to the new schedule. I'm, on a, I'm with all new people. You know what I'm saying? They separated me from him. We're on different shifts now, so... I'm, um, I'm with all new people who had heard about me from the first guy I dated when I got there. So everybody mm-hmm. has this perception of me being ditzy, being dumb, because he wasn't a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was a guy that would take all the new girls and, like, um, pimp them out. That's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But he never got there with me. It was weird. He never even got there with me. It never came up. It None of that stuff. You see what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so I guess that's because that's what he was used to doing. Mm-hmm. People were looking at me like, that's you. You know what I'm saying? So they weren't nice to me. 
Um, uh, one of the other girls, it was a lot of us who got pregnant around the same time who were coming back off maternity leave. And this other lady had three kids already. So she just had her fourth baby. And she was mad because one of the younger moms, her baby happened to be born um, with a with a mental condition, with a oh, physical God. condition. I think the baby had not Down syndrome, but, but something, something. Right. And so mm-hmm. the baby had to go to a, um, a special school from between nine and 12. So she was so they let her only work between nine and 12. So the other lady got mad, caused all this beef, caused all this drama. And now the girl had to work a regular five and two schedule. Oh my God. Right. Because she was like, it's favoritism. It's all this other stuff. So that's not like, very supportive of just trying to survive this moment as women and being a mom and a work and like, like just support each other. Right. So, right. Like, and you yeah. got three kids. Like right. you made this decision four times. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's her first baby. <laughs> like I'm, yeah, I'm not I understanding. Imagine. And yeah. so I came back while all that was going on. And so they didn't know who caused all the drama. I just came back late. And so they just assumed it was me. And so they approached me one day in the galley, in the, in the kitchen, I was cutting up potatoes. And it was the, the girl who had to work a regular schedule now. She was in the front. All her homies were behind her. And they all, like, surrounded me. What? Oh, my God. Yep. Cussing and going off and, like, all this crazy stuff. They really did. I had a knife in my hand and I was like, I will F y'all up. Yeah. Okay. Get, I will F y'all up and be completely fine. Like I didn't even need to defend myself. I was like, what are y'all talking about? Like I'm over here cutting potatoes, minding my own business. Cause y'all already put me, give me all the grunt work to do. I'm separated from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Because of what y'all thought y'all knew about me you know what I'm saying so I'm separated from everybody else all y'all laughing and stuff Mm. y'all ain't messing with me you know what I'm saying and then this yeah I know I will f y'all up in here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they left I went and told on myself listen you don't have to tell on me baby I'm going to tell on myself okay I'm this is what I did and so I said listen I'm going home I just tried to stab some folks I'm going home he was like uh okay and so I left and my best friend at the time, her name was Nicole. She came and got me and took me to the psych ward where I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. Oh, girl. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that is rough. Yeah. That is real rough. Did you feel like you needed that treatment? Um, I felt like something was wrong with me. Um. I understand. Yeah. It was good to be in there. I wanted out though. Mm -hmm. I definitely saw uh, my daughter's dad when I was in there. You know what I'm saying? He came in, he visited me and he looked like, like really guilty. Like he just looked like, I can't believe you're in here. You know what I'm saying? And I think my daughter had only been gone for like maybe a week. Mm. at that point you know what I'm saying he was out on the field exercise too so like you know what I'm saying like I had made moves I was like she gotta go like I I just felt like she had to go you know what I'm saying I did what what I felt was best and then all that other stuff happened and the next thing you know I'm 
in a shower and somebody's watching me shower. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, God. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Very exposed, right? Oh, my goodness. And the food is nasty in there. Oh, so, so much exposure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet, I'm sure being a chef, you're like, mm-mm. Like, <laughs> like what no. is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, no, this is terrible. Um, how long were you in there, Grace? Um, for about a week. Mm. For about a week. And um, then I got out. And then, of course, when you get out, you got to go talk to somebody. You see what I'm saying? You got to go mm-hmm. talk to your, your, your chiefs and stuff. And so they looking at me like, well, the Navy didn't give you this issue. You see what I'm saying? What are you trying to do? Maybe didn't issue no baby, you know what I'm saying? What are you trying to do? And I was like, well, I want to, I want to get out. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot going on up in there. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I want to get out. I don't, I don't feel right. You know what I'm saying? But in the midst of that, I started, of course you got to go to therapy. And so I was going to therapy and that's when I found out for real that the hospital had called social services on me because they had a whole file on me before I even got to therapy Yep. My therapist told me that. And she was That's a sweet crazy. lady. Aww. Sweet little lady. Hmm. Young young lady too. Yeah, she yeah. Hmm. And then um my mom came down when I told her they were trying to discharge me other than honorable. My mom came down and pulled rank for real. Mom ah. came down and was like, Listen, y'all not gonna do her like that. She had all her commanders on the phone, all her high-ranking admirals and stuff, and it was like, nope, you can't do her like this. And so I got discharged honorably awesome. from the Navy, yep, and stayed in, I almost said Georgia, but stayed in Mississippi for a little while longer, trying to, like, make it work between me and my daughter's dad, mm-hmm. even though we were still, like, off and on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't work. It just kept getting worse. Mm-hmm. It did. It got really bad. And then when we broke up, broke up, he happened to be staying with me. And I left everything in my house. And um, I left him with to go stay with a friend. And who knew I wasn't really making a lot of money or whatever. Because so I was working at this nursing home. So she knew I wasn't really making no money. But at the time, she was like, you could just come stay with me, you don't have to worry about anything. Get back on your feet, woo, 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 because my daughter's dad wasn't leaving the house, and I'm not going to stay in the nursery. You see what I'm saying? While he's bringing, you know, chicks in and out of the house, and oh. so he was very, yeah, he was very disrespectful. So rude. He was very disrespectful. You didn't even have nowhere to lay your head at. But okay, he brought and women so, into the into your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to prove a point. And um, my friend, so, but me and him were going back and forth, though, still. And so she was like, one day she was like, if you go back over there, like, we're done. Like, we're not friends anymore, none of that stuff. But I was like, this is my daughter's dad. Like, you married your kid's dad. You see what I'm saying? So let me just work this out. So I ended up going back over there one day just to, like, get something from the house or whatever and we ended up having like a really good conversation because I feel like that's my daughter's dad so I still need to keep the door open for communication and you um, you you were fighting for it 
You were trying to for fight the, for that. Yeah, because that's your daughter's dad. Like you were trying yeah. to keep it, keep yes. it something. So at right? least at least we could be, you know what I'm saying, cordial. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But despite all that other stuff. And so my homegirl spazzed out, okay? She spazzed out. She took all my stuff. She stole all my purses. Wait, wait, are you serious? You mean the mm-hmm. girl that you were staying with? Yeah. She stole all my purse and stuff, stole my TV. By the time I made it back over to the house, my clothes were like in garbage bags outside the door. Like, where was your roommate throughout all this? Um, he was still at the house. I told him not to get involved for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I'll worry, I'll worry about it. I'll fix it. But my roommate at the time, my best friend, wanted something more from me than I could offer him. Like he wanted to be in a relationship and I just didn't see him like that. And mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my daughter's dad. So I just, you know what I'm saying, kind of pushed away from all of them. And then that happened. And so I didn't have nowhere to go but back to the house oh where, yeah. Oh my God. So then you're back there with, with him. Mm-hmm. And I left like two days later. Like I wouldn't, I left. Did he ever get physical with you? Um, mm -mm. like we argued one time and he hit the wall beside my head, but he never hit me. Mm. Now his girlfriend's after me, he hit because I know, because she told me because he has a daughter with her and she found me on Instagram and you know what I'm saying? It was like, I heard about you or whatever, but I don't really believe him. And so we were talking and she was like, yeah, he used to hit me and stuff like, but he ain't never hit me. He didn't. Wow. Mm-mm. No, he ain't never hit me. You just see the escalation. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's very much there. So, yeah. You could read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you she could... told me that, I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Ugh, God. I know. So, so you go back, you were only there for two days, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens? I called my folks and I was like, I got to get the hell up out of here. Mm-hmm. Because he had, uh, they had went out to the club and he had brought one of the strippers home. Oh, no. Yeah. To like do the do or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, I, I can't stay here like this. I don't want to do this. Like, it's like all my friends are going to be like, what are you going to do? Like, I got to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't do this. And so I left and moved back home to Maryland. Mm. I bet you that yeah. was relieving for you. Yeah, it was. Because like, at least I was like at home. But I didn't... Um, mentally, I don't think I was really ready for all of that. You know what right. I'm saying? But like, I, I came back home. I immediately started working. You know what I'm saying? And trying to be back into Leah's life, but that guilt was there. Like, you left her. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have that mm-hmm. natural motherly instinct. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't have it, so I had to, like, grow it. You know what I'm saying? I had mm-hmm. to realize it. I didn't have it. And so, like, that was really hard because, like, I'm looking like this is my kid, but she don't want nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was really hard. Yeah. Of course. Yes. But you you did do what was in her best interest and then you did what's the best interest for yourself, which is getting out of that situation. I mean, mm-hmm. 
he it was it was repetitive just the same thing the same old right. thing like over and over i'm grateful that he did not lay his hands on you but did he ever assault you in any way or anything like that like did he ever you know um not sexually no but you know people say mean stuff when they arguing oh yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying the- but like he didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't violate me sexually, no. That's good. If anything, he would withhold himself from me because he was with other people. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was very much like, I don't have to get this from you. I can get it from somewhere else. Mm. So I'm going to go get it from there and I'm going to come lay in the bed next to you. Mm. I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to talk to you. Oh, God. Yeah. So... Me and my mom fall out because I feel like she's being too controlling. And so I, <laughs> my sister had happened to come down. She's pregnant. And uh, my best friend, because there's uh, my best friend, we call him John. He had met some chick in Mississippi and they had, he got stationed in Virginia. And so they moved to Virginia. My sister's in Virginia. And so they kept saying, come live with us, come live with us, come live with us. So before Leah had turned three, like I packed our stuff up while my mama was still at work one day and left. Woo-hoo. I know. That, was that is brave. <laughs> that is brave. Like I'm scared of your mom and I don't even know her. Like, like That's brave. That's that was a bad move. That was a bad move. Mm. But. Um, Wait, so you, but, so you left Maryland and you didn't tell your mom, you just bailed, ghosted. I just, I just left. She was actually pulling the driveway. We was pulling out. Oh my God. That's crazy. So then you go to um, Virginia with your mm-hmm. best, one of your best friends. Yeah. My sister took us to Virginia, dropped us off at my best friend's house. The one I used to have that house with me in Mississippi. Okay. Right. The and, one that liked um, you. Mm-hmm. And his, mm. his wife likes, likes me too. Okay. And she kept hinting at some stuff and straight out asked me. And I was like, girl, no. Okay. And this girl. happened right away when you get there? Yeah. Like, it's less than a month. Like, less than a month. Because I had, uh, I was <sighs> about to start school. Mm. So, yeah, I was about to start school and everything. I was already registered. I was getting, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was about to go oh to school God. for criminal justice. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were drinking one night, like friends do, mm-hmm. yeah. playing spades. And when I reach my limit, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm about to go get up and take a shower. So we were taking shots. She put all the liquor that was left in the shot glasses into a measuring cup. And then she grabbed my face right, right here and my jaw and then poured it down my throat. Straight mixture, mixture. And I, um, I went outside to get some air because I'm like, I'm about to pass Drunk. out. I went outside yeah. to get some air. Because I would already reach my limit to where, like, I'm still good. If I shower, I'll go to sleep and I'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? But she took it there. And I go outside. They bring me a Pepsi to set on my stomach because I'm like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. She brings me something to eat, which is corn on the cob that still had the husk on it. But I'm so messed up that, like, I'm eating, like, the husk of the corn. Oh, you see what I'm saying? You were really drunk. And then I blacked oh, out. No. Oh, fuck. And when I came to, like, he was on top of me. 
um, trying to like, you know, penetrate me, but he couldn't. You see what I'm saying? He was just trying to work it in there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I came to, rolled over, and threw up. Oh my god. Yeah. So, Grace, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> terrible. Uh. Right. <sighs> that shit just. So you woke up the next day, uh, obviously, and what happened? Um, I actually had alcohol poisoning, but like I had got up, I was sick. I was so like, when I woke up, when I woke up, I was like, something happened. Cause you feel it in your body. You see what I'm saying? So you're like, something happened. So I got up, he was outside washing the car. I was like, Hey, like did did we have sex last night did like accent did like she you know what I'm saying do what she did to me or whatever and you know what I'm saying were you having sex with her at the same time and he was like yeah I said but you know that's not something I would have wanted to happen right and he said yeah I know I said so you know that's rape right <gasps> and so he got really pissed off you know what I'm saying and so I was pissed and I went inside and it was like from that moment I got super sick I was like throwing up, super dizzy. Like uh, my daughter's only three; she can't fend for herself. Like it was really bad. Like I ended up going to the hospital like the next day, and that's how I found out I had alcohol poisoning. Oh and, my god! Um, then the day after that, I started the semester. Oh my god, Grace! Yeah, uh, I, I. That's like speechless shit shameful shameful like that's great if you want to have a threesome but you can have a threesome with somebody that wants to have one with you with consent right because it's not like they didn't have people who wanted to do that with them you know what i'm saying like i don't and then that's still one of your best friends that you've had for years yeah like that's a big pill and then to have alcohol poison that's how drunk you know that they got they they got you that drunk Ugh. And then you're you a know, badass. you're a badass for being like it's rape, dude. Like saying that, like to be yeah, that I sick and like I know, but when I'm like hungover, I'm barely speaking. <laughs> like, like, but yeah, you're. It was your adrenaline and understanding what happened to you. Yeah, I was pissed, and I could tell. Like, I feel like. He was just going along with it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. even after that, I was like going to school and working. So I was, my daughter was with him. And so I was like, you could do whatever you want to do to me, but like, I don't feel like you're going to hurt my kid. But like, she really was hurting my kid. She was really like starving her while I was at work. You know what I'm saying? She was really oh my like. Because you had to keep a relationship with him. Right. Because we didn't have nowhere else to go. And when we oh my left, God, my Grace. mom has said to me, you're going to crawl back on your hands and knees. You're going to crawl back home, is what she told me. And I told myself, like, hell. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what I got to go through. Like, hell. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not me. Yep. So we stayed, you know what I'm saying, in that situation. But I didn't know she was hurting, like, my daughter like that, though. But she was. And he knew it. I found out later that he knew he just didn't stop her. 
You know what I'm saying? He just didn't stop her. He put it, she put her outside in her underwear one day and locked her out the house. Like, oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Right? God. She's just sick. Yeah. Just well, sick and, and you know, and in a way, so is he to enable it. Like, yes. Like, yes. you can't do That's not okay. You're guilty by witness. Mm-hmm. By association. Yeah. Most definitely. But in the court of law, you yeah. can get more time just for being an associate. Yeah. And so I found out and um, I found out I had a dream. This is what sent my mind. So I had, I found out and I stopped. I quit going to school. I quit working. Because uh, my daughter had had uh, chicken pots or something mm-hmm. that caused me to stop working. But I had this dream where I was like laying on this table and my arms were stretched out. My legs were stretched out. And he was on one side. She was on the other side counting all this money. And he was like, I think we have enough to let her go, like let her go. And she was like, no, we'll never let her go. And so I look over at my daughter is sitting on the right side of me. And she's like, it's going to be okay, sweetheart, but in a voice that's not her own. Okay. And it was. (laughs) I'm going to have that image. I don't even know what anyone looks like in my head forever. And I woke up and it was super hot in my room. And after that, I sent her to my mom. I asked no questions. I told my mom the dream. And because by that time, we had already started working on our relationship. So I told her what happened. She said it was a warning. And I just just sent it with my mom. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah. Good decision. Mm -hmm. How long did you stay there? Um, not too long after that, I, Good. Um, Good. I had found right. a place and, um, moved into my own apartment and moved my sister in. So then I started going back to school. I met a girl who introduced me to, uh, her church, to her church family. And so I started going to church and that's where Did you where go to church I'm, when you were younger? I didn't ask you that. Uh, yeah, okay. I did. Okay. Cool. I did. Yeah. Um, and then I, that's where I met my next best friend who I eventually started dating Mm. years down the line, which our relationship is very much similar to me and my daughter's dad's relationship. Oh, Oh. yeah. Except it was one covered in secrecy and in lies and yeah. Yeah. That so relationship. You met her at the church? Yeah. So she was married um, at, at the time. But um, so she would come over to my house all the time and just sleep on my couch. And we would just be like, biggest thieves. We like freaking fret. You mm-hmm. see one, you see the other. Mm-hmm. Um, she was trying to get her businesses off the ground. So I was helping her with her businesses and stuff. And uh, by this time, Aaliyah. Aaliyah who is Aaliyah (laughs) my daughter was like (laughs) back with me and she was like in love with her so like you know I'm saying we were just super tight um we ended up losing the apartment um because I started battling with depression and my sister wasn't really helping so we lost the apartment and me and my daughter moved in with my my best friend um that brought you to the church Mm-mm. No, not her. 
by this time she wasn't going to the church anymore okay. the girl that introduced me to the church she wasn't she wasn't going there anymore mm-hmm. but um if we can call my best friend <laughs> i don't know why Shaq just came to mind i think that's really mean but uh <laughs> we'll call her rose <laughs> okay <laughs> that's funny but yeah so we moved in with rose and her husband and then eventually they broke up they were already in the midst of a breakup oh um they broke up and um then we moved out me rose and my daughter moved out and we got um no wait a minute while we were staying with her i sent my daughter back with my mom because i wanted to focus on getting on my feet and i knew that like financially i could couldn't give her the lifestyle that she was used to mm-hmm. and you you, know and you, you were suffering from depression mm-hmm. again you had said which yep. the, the assault didn't help um and then uh you were belonging to a church and you liked it the community I did yeah yeah okay cool I did, so yeah so you it's just you and Rose then in mm-hmm. the apartment okay right and I'm like struggling to pay rent and stuff, having to borrow money all the time to pay this rent that like that she know I can't afford but like she wanted this place right here so I'm somehow having to come up with eight seventy five a month mm-hmm. and that included like the utilities and the groceries supposedly but she was always talking about having to come out of her pocket more money and stuff. It was just a lot with that. And you guys were dating. You were dating. Not then. Not then. At that time, we were just best friends. So you were, you were friends for a couple, like some time before. Yeah. Yeah. You started. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And she was already doing power plays is what I'm hearing you say. Like controlling and power play. Like, Oh yeah. Most definitely. Ugh. Most definitely. I couldn't talk to certain people. It wasn't like she was like, don't talk to them. But like, you knew she was not fond of them. You see what I'm saying? And this was before you were dating. Yeah. Even as just a friend, like a possessive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Possessive like, people I would are really to... hard to be around. Yeah. Like, it's like too much work. I had to like call her and tell her like if I was hanging out or something. Oh my God. And it had gotten bad because somebody was like, you acting like y'all dating or something, like y'all married or something. She was like, no, I didn't know in case something happens to her. They were like, she is grown. Mm -hmm. She is grown, lady. But yeah. And then when we actually started stuff romantically, I had was over uh, the single women's ministry in our church. And so I was like, I got to tell the pastor that we just had sex or that I had sex so that I won't have to be over these ministries anymore because like honestly like what I look like standing in front of these people being like save yourself for marriage if I already didn't you know what I'm saying and you wanted to live your truth you you were like I don't want to be a hypocrite yeah and even with that I wasn't even sure if I even believed in saving yourself for marriage anymore, I was already mm-hmm. feeling very disconnected from mm-hmm. all of that. Cause it's just so much fear. You know what I'm saying? If you do this wrong, you're going to go to hell. If you do this wrong, you're going to go to hell. You're not perfect. You're going to go to hell. It was a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. And so like I already began to think like, what did I really want out of life for real? Did I want to keep living like this? There's got to be more. 
because all I kept hearing is all I kept saying to myself, there's got to be more. Mm-hmm. And so we did it. I didn't even feel bad. I was like, shoot, like we are good to go. Okay. And I told them and they tried to bully me into telling them who I slept with. And I was like, no. And um, then they found out that it was her, not by me. I think they already assumed it was going to be, if it me, it was her. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't tell them right away. They had to pull her in the office and make her confess. And she wasn't ready to confess it? She wasn't ready to confess to it. Because was she, because you were same sex? Um, because she had already been through something similar. When she was 16, she grew up in the church. Her mom was a minister at the time. Oh. And she was about herself was about to be licensed as a minister at 16 when she had her first girlfriend. And they came in and mm. her room and destroyed everything. It was like really traumatizing for her. So she wasn't willing to go through that again and so which is why I didn't want to say nothing yeah you know what I'm saying right and it's not my business like if you want to tell you tell I'm just focusing on me and um at the same time my sister went and (sighs) told everybody in the church our mutual friends it started acting like we did something against them they sitting in uh, one of our best friends living rooms them and most of the church having conversations about us it was just really what bad. a mess what a terrible feeling like it was just a mess god grace it's a lot of betrayal yeah like a lot of people saying that like i'm here for you i'm your friend and then not being there for you at all or giving you any kind of space and absolutely not being your friend like right it's right a lot of betrayal like and serious. all doing it in the name of the Lord, too. Yeah, that's a whole other... I don't even... You know what I'm saying? I ain't even touched that on my own yet. Like, I'm... Oh. Right. <laughs> right. I ain't even... I ain't even... I'm still trying to get through that. Like, I'm still like, mm-mm. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. What happened to loving unconditionally? Right. No, we're just focusing on the hell and damnation part. Yeah. Yeah. And we have the right to judge and convict you. Like, no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. You're not the Lord person. Right. Like, like it's it's crazy. If if there is one, I don't know. But, you know, I'm just saying. Right. Like, yeah. That's like, off. you don't have that power. The church sells you guys out completely. Sells you out completely. Oh, man. And your sister did. <laughs> like, okay. She, <laughs> and she was still living with us. Oh, my God. With her God. son. I'm oh, my so, God. I'm telling you. Not paying oh her God. part of the... What happened was... My best, uh, Rose had decided, like, listen, like, she gonna have to cover her full weight because, like, she couldn't do it anymore. She knew I couldn't do it anymore. She's gonna have to cover her full weight, but my sister didn't like that. And so that's how we got there. Oh, God. Okay. That's how we got there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they, they most definitely turned their back on us. Yeah, and then um, Rose turned her back on me mm. because she felt like because I confessed that like I was pushing her out of the so-called proverbial closet, but I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just gonna stand up here and pretend to be somebody that I'm not. Though that's what I'm not gonna do. And um, yeah, 
So we were most definitely off and on during that time period while she was trying to figure out what it was and who she wanted to be. And we eventually moved to Georgia, where she's from, to further our t-shirt business at the time, but really for space. Um, And she asked me several times to move with her to Georgia. And so we moved to Georgia. And um, we stayed with her mom for a little bit, who is now a reverend. You know what I'm saying? Who's married to a reverend, who has no idea what we were doing in Virginia. And so now we are battling with all of that stuff. How do you pretend to, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going through like all these different kind of betrayals with uh, Rose, you know what I'm saying? One minute saying, I love you. Next minute saying, I can't do this. It's a sin. Next minute saying, I can't live without you. The next minute, like all this other extracurricular stuff. And then you add in the church with that. So now you're feeling like God don't love you no more because you see him moving in her life, but you stuck like, am I going to hell? Like it was just a lot. And so we moved to Georgia and we start going to her family church. You know what I'm saying? Working with the youth right away. Like, okay. Right back in I couldn't even, yeah. Right back in I couldn't even, I couldn't even uphold that because I, I had ended up preaching one day, one service for Valentine's Day and it didn't make a lick of sense. Okay. Like <laughs> I didn't even believe the words I was saying. Okay. About self-love and stuff. How? When I don't really love myself. I got all this extra stuff going on. I got all these feelings of guilt and stuff. Like mm-hmm. no, nobody ready for all of that. You know what I'm saying? But I was trying to fit the mold still. I still battling with this chick while she up and down on this am I gay, am I straight mm-hmm. roller coaster ride. You know what I'm saying? Being really mean if people talk to me, take interest in me. Yet, like, she talking to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. You know what I'm saying? It Ugh. was really, yeah. And it got she worse. sounds we, really sick. I mean, like, that story about her is, that's traumatizing what she went through when she was 16. And she's probably really gay and can't do it. Oh, totally. And cannot do 100% it. 100% gay. And she's out of the closet, full-blown now. Mm. But um, she did that out of spite to me. Oh, she did that out of spite. Out of so how spite. did you leave that situation, Grace? Um, <laughs> we were on we went on a cruise, um, and I had been on two other cruises with cruises with her family, but this one in particular was just me, her, her dad, and his dad's girlfriend, and it was supposed to be like our coming out cruise. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like we were supposed to be like just working on our relationship. I had just got promoted at my job. So it was supposed to be brand new starting stuff. And um, our first day there, her parents introduced us to this chick named Pebbles. Okay. Her, right. I'm going to call her Pebbles. Okay, okay. I was in my head, I was like, somebody <laughs> named their kid Pebbles. But her okay, I forgot. It's weird. I mean, her real name, you'd be like, someone really named their kid Wait, that. You'll but, have to tell me that later. But yeah, but, uh, we'll go with Pebbles. Yeah. So she meets Pebbles. Pebbles. And immediately falls head over heels in love with this chick. Oh my God. And you had to watch that? Dead in my face. Oh. Yep, sure did. 
And so I'm watching and I'm like, you like her. And she's like, no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm like, you do like her. Like, you ain't really talking to me. You ain't really like, you ain't, you ain't like, she always complimenting this chick on her outfits, like always dead in her face. None of that stuff for me. She's like, you insecure, you this, you that. Mm, okay. And so we arguing one day. And um, by this time, I'm taking bipolar medicine, right? So I Were go to take my medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I go to take my medicine. So we had just got an argument. And um, what she's very fond of doing, arguing with me so that we don't have to communicate while, while we get ready to go on this outing because we done spent almost $4,000 on this trip oh my God. to include everything. You see what I'm saying? So um, we go up there. I go up there to go get some juice. And I see, like, her parents. And Pebble's not up there, but Pebble's homegirl's up there and some other people. And so I pull her. Uh, so they're like, are you okay, Tab? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And so I see, so I pull her uh her dad's girlfriend to the side because now I've been with y'all for years you see what I'm saying so I'm like hey I just need to talk to you for a minute so we go to a completely different table and I'm like listen we arguing like all the time you know what I'm saying because our first night there she was like the girlfriend was like um I told Rose's dad to tell Rose to stop giving you such a hard time because I see her giving you a hard time. Hmm. Everybody sees it and it's not there. And I told him to tell her that. So I'm talking to her because we already don't have this conversation. So I'm like, listen, we arguing all the time. Like I really care about our friendship. Like what am I supposed to do? Like how am I supposed to fix it so we have a good time? And she was like, well, you have to understand that everything's not your fault. You know, woo, 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 which lets me know that they've already had conversations about me. You know what I'm saying? Rose trying to push everything off on me. And the girlfriend's like, no, it's not all on Grace. At, at this time, I'm going by tap. So she's like, it's not all on her. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to take blame in this too. So the girlfriend is telling me, like, don't take all the blame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not all on you. And she was like, to be honest, we're just trying to figure out when she gonna come out and say y'all together because we've known y'all together. That's what she said. And so I said, y'all know? And she said, yeah, we've always known. We're just waiting on her. I said, well, I wanted to be like, well, y'all should have thought about that before boo-boo-woo happened in her right. past. But, <laughs> but instead I was like, I don't know when she's going to say anything. And I told her about the argument that we had just had about like over something dumb. She wanted, she had bought me a Mother's Day gift that I brought with me on the trip, and it was candle wax that turned into some massage oil. But she wanted me to give her a massage after you ignored me all day. Mm-hmm. But it's my stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking to her about that or whatever. And then I just stopped talking to her about it. And I leave because we got somewhere we trying to go. By the time I get back, you know what I'm and it was the only day we ever had a good trip together, right? Um, by the time I get back, by the time we get back, it's like all hell broke loose. It's like somehow that little conversation we had turned into something drastic. And you know, all these different people involved, uh, Pebble's oh. homegirl, you know what I'm saying, is telling oh. me stuff in the elevator, like, um, Pebbles or your girls spending a lot of time together. I see her disrespecting you. Woo, woo, woo. At the same time, 
they telling uh, Rose, like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Your girl didn't have this very dramatic conversation and outed you to your parents and stuff. And so by this time, she's not trying to hear nothing I got to say because she already, if you want my honest truth, she already in love with Pebbles over here. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So she's not trying to hear me. And so it was a very bad, it was very brutal. That's painful. Um, when we get back, we're supposed to be working on it. We get back June 1st. We're supposed to be working on it. I start my new job June 2nd. I come home from work at 1230 at night. And Pebbles is walking out of my house. <gasps> and won't even speak to me. She actually looks very shocked to see me. And so Rose, I'm like, Rose, what the F is that? And she's like, what? What? We just kicking it. You know, I said I wanted to get to know her more. I'm like, are you kidding me? So we start arguing or whatever. And that's when we broke up. Oh, my God. Yeah. And after that, we got into a physical altercation, which is not the first time we were physical, but it was my first, my first time hitting her. She had chokes me twice in our relationship. <gasps> oh my God, Grace. So she got physical big time with you. Yeah. But this time, like I beat the crap out of her. I was pissed. You fought I back. was hurt. And like something, um, she kept following me around the house and just leave me alone. And something in me broke. I felt it when it broke and I just Ooh. beat her up. I just beat her up. Oh my God. That has yeah. to be a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I cried afterward. Like, well, yeah, you I'm did. Talking you, lost, you lost control. One of those, one of those dramatic, yeah. you know what I'm saying, movie theater cries where yeah. you're like, why are you screaming? Like, that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? And she tried to like hug me from behind and stuff. I was like, get off of me. You know what I'm saying? It was very traumatic. It and was so like left- that. That moment for you, you, everything. Yeah. You let, you released it all. Sadly, it was... Yeah, it know. was bad. That's and, um, hard to be in your own skin when that happens, Grace. Oh, so you were heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you guys get... How did you split? Did you leave? Um, I did. I left. I went to go stay with a mutual friend who knew her first, but they weren't friends anymore because um, her friend had saw how she was treating me with her own eyes. It was like, you're not the person who I thought you were. Oh, and so um, they stopped being friends. Now, I don't know if Rose will ever admit that to this day, but hey, right, that's what it is. I told her to go stay with her for a little bit. And... Um, I wasn't even there a month. She was like, you could just stay here with me, get on your feet. I know you don't have the savings. I know she was taking all your money. I was like, facts. So I would like clean the house up and stuff. At the same time, my ex was trying to get me to continue to pay rent at a place that I don't stay at, at a place that my name's not even on the lease while she's moving pebbles in. Okay. This is literally two weeks later. They're already in a full-blown relationship. Like on Facebook, claiming each other and everything. It was a mess. So she went and public so, immediately. Immediately. Immediately she went public. And so, um Ugh, ouch. My uh the girl 
the friend's house I was staying at, she was like, listen, if you give her any money to, uh, for that apartment, for that house y'all was staying in, like, you can't stay here anymore, is what she told me. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not going to give her any money, but, like, my ex was really pounding me and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She was threatening to take me to court and all this other kind of stuff. And so one day I sat down and was writing out my bills, like I usually do, and I wrote down, like, the rent and everything for, like, as if I was still in that house. Right. And the girl saw it, got mad, and kicked me out. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't like go get my stuff for like three days. I spent the first day out on the streets. Um, I had a um, my best friend Nick. I met at work. Um, he didn't have a place of his own. He was staying with people. You know what I'm saying? So he um, his one of his cousins let me shower and spend the night at her house, and then. Um, I went to another co-worker's house and moved in with them for about a couple of months until my apartment was ready. Mm. And then after that, I was on my own. I was standing on my own two feet for mm. four months. Mm. And how did that feel? It felt amazing. Right? More like, like, like it just, just, it felt, it felt good. I bet. That makes me, that now I'm sorry, like I teared up during the assault. Now I'm like, e like I know what that had to have taken. I truly know yeah. now what that took for you to do. And um, like the, having your own space that you control that nobody can take from you mm-hmm. and being able to say, this is my home. And for me, but also for my daughter, like it's, you know, it's for yeah. us, it's for us and no one, yep. like it's mine. Uh, Cause that bouncing around, I mean, you like just straight surviving constantly. Yeah. Race. Like, and you have to, um, I've been there, like accommodate the people around you, like not really even having a choice. Yeah. Just because this is what you're, you have to. You're inconveniencing someone. So you just remove choice, which is like self-value, self, mm-hmm. all those like. <sighs> yeah. God. God. So how have you recovered from all of this? Where are you now? Um, so now I'm back in Maryland. Um, I've, at the beginning of 2020, I knew I wasn't going to be in Georgia for long. She was my only reason to be there. So, like, I finished out my lease and I just came back home because, you know, this is where my daughter's at. Um, and I came back home and I, like, started working again. And then uh, at the end of 2020, around December 21st, actually, was well actually before then I tend to get like vision sometimes and so I kept seeing myself like in meditation I kept seeing myself like just really free and so like one so 12 so December 21st it was really heavy on me to quit my job and start my business and so on the 23rd I quit my job to start my business um, which 
I mean, hadn't started. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, everything is starting now. But really, I'm learning how not to survive anymore, but to like thrive. You know what I'm saying? Like how just to be, and that first month was like really hard. You know what I'm saying? It was really hard because like, um, I'm used to getting like multiple checks and I only have my military check. So I'm used to just blowing money when I want to blow money. Now ain't no money to blow. You know what I'm saying? But because like I'm like with my mom and I'm with my daughter, I really don't have much to worry about, even though like I pay rent here because I choose to. But like just that freedom to just heal for real. You know what I'm saying? Like there's I think there's multiple stages in it, but you can heal, but you can still operate in that mindset. You know what I'm saying? And just that time not working, just being by myself, you know what I'm saying? I've taken up more classes. I've taken, um, like, more spiritual classes. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten mm. deeper into my practices. Um, I've entered into new levels of healing and, and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, that stuff is I, good. I mean, and you're right. Like, it takes... You can't heal when you're in survival mode. You can't heal when you're worried about where you're going to stay tomorrow or next month or if this person's going to bail on you or like you're not processing anything. It just stays inside your body, you know, Mm -hmm. and until you can be in a safe place where you can like feel and be calm and then to be able to put energy into something that you feel passionate about. Even mm-hmm. if it's just five or 10 minutes a day makes a difference. It does. <laughs> like it's baby steps in your healing. And um, are you seeing a therapist yet? I mean, you just um, there. No. no. So I actually haven't seen a therapist or taking, take, taking any psych meds in over a year. Okay. I, the last time that I tried to self-harm was maybe three years ago Ooh. two years ago maybe because I think my best friend will be married for three years this year and the last time I tried was on her wedding day because I was supposed to be her yeah was supposed to be her her Hi. her maid her is it her maid of honor yeah that's what I was supposed to be but um work had prevented me from going and then that same day I had this huge fight with my ex with uh, uh rose and um i ended up going to work the next day and, and uh overdosing on pills and oh, so i had to go to the emergency room yeah so she drove you to that level yeah oh, yeah babe it's a lot of abuse yeah oh and plus with your own physiology you know mm-hmm. like what you have in your body already and right that there's that level of like codependency there that I see, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, um, too, which I'm, that's not a judgment. I've been there too. <laughs> right. But I, so yeah. that codependency is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, I'm learning to depend on myself for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning yeah. to like trust in myself for real. Yeah. To be comfortable, you know what I'm saying? So that like after this rest, I know this isn't my final stop. I know I won't I don't think I'll be in Maryland 
by the end of the year this year. I think I would have moved to my final destination mm-hmm. and um, planted and grew roots and will grow roots there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you're getting in touch with your intuition. You're getting in mm-hmm. touch with yourself. Wow, Grace, thank you so much for opening your heart and messaging me on um, Instagram and this crazy stranger lady and opening yourself up and sharing your story. Uh, Grace's nonprofit is embracingmynatural.org. Embracing My Natural Inc. is a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering girls and women to embrace their natural hair. They're actually really, really cool. Um, I always give to every person that comes on their nonprofit um, and what they do here is they have like uh, natural hair blessing bags where they give to inner city schools or schools in general. They do workshops um, for girls of all ages and they're pretty cool. And then as always, my nonprofit is Rahab Sisters. They're also doing amazing things right now. I'm so proud of where they're at and what they, how they've grown. Um, and again, thank you so much for listening and joining us for this um, March podcast. I will see you in April. And I hope that the rest of your month of March and into April is as peaceful as it possibly can. And I hope you can set all the intentions possible that you need for yourself to take care of you. And I will see you. Well, I won't see you, but I will be talking to you again in April. And if you have a story, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear it and love to connect. Thanks. I love you. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 